Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I am positively ecstatic that it's the All-Star Break, Chuck Mockley. <laughs> it's about time. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who bring you Locked On Clips five days a week, Monday through Friday. 7 a.m. Yeah, come hang. It's a, fun early, it's a fun early morning hang, I think. It's a good time. Great way to start the day. Uh, not a great way to end the day, the day that we're no. recording this. The Clippers follow the Wizards. Uh, another kind of fourth quarter inability to close out. This one was a little bit more promising than the other two in this kind of game. Three. Yeah, too. PG was ruled out late. Like, just weird. There's a lot of kind of weird stuff going on here. Uh, but anyways, we're, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about what we liked. We're going to talk about what we didn't like. Kind of where we sit after you know this, this sort of disappointing close to the All Star break. Uh, and then, in some good stuff, we're going to talk our favorite wins of the first half. Fun times. Fun times. There's, There's some good, believe it or not, some Clippers fans, there were some good wins in the first half. <laughs> there were some good wins for sure. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, and then, in shavings, there's a, there's Chetty is on the block for the Cavs. The Clippers have supposedly been linked in those talks. I, you know... We're going to talk about that a little bit, and then it's Friday. we got to love Mary Quarantine for you. Every single Friday, we rank something arbitrarily related to the Clippers. We're loving it, we're marrying it, or we're quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from us. So all that and more, coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the Clippers did fall 119-117 in D.C. First three-game losing streak of the season. Paul George ruled out late with this one with dizziness. Hope he's okay. I have truly have never seen a player ruled out because of dizziness. I don't mean that in like some weird funny way. That's a crazy thing to be ruled out with. He must have been dizzy as hell. Yeah. Team effort in this one. Right? Nine guys played, seven guys in double figures. Um, Kawhi had 22-5-3. Big three-pointer in the second half. Was yes. his only points in the second half. Um, no free throw attempts. I don't know. This one, this was an interesting Kawhi performance. At times, he looked absolutely dominant. Yeah, it started so well. I mean, I got to think the fouls kind of got into his head. There was a Three special... Fou- two fouls real early, which was tough. Two fouls early, yeah, which is difficult. I do kind of like the adjustment of him playing in the second quarter. It was to the start a second quarter. Only the second time this season that he started a second quarter. He's usually used in the full first, um, which I I do think does improve some staggering things. I just wonder what it does from a fatigue standpoint. Uh, but anyways, getting into what we liked in this one. Look, we had nine Clippers players play. Seven of them were in double figures. One was very close. Uh, so it was a team effort overall, even if they didn't close it out. Uh, as Chuck mentioned, you know, Kawhi did only have three points in the second half, but it was a three to, you know, to to continue to like to keep them in the fight. This was such a goofy game. Uh, he did finish with 22, five and three. Reggie had 12, four and one. He was super efficient. Last second start, Reggie. He's always pretty good. He, I mean, he manages to step up. As Charles says, he should not be given the game plan until mere seconds before the tip. And he gets the game plan. Uh, Beverly uh, had a great scoring game in this one, 17-3-1. He had two blocks. He led led the game in blocks. He was clutch tonight. The only other block, I believe, recorded was actually Bradley Beal. Only guards making blocks tonight. This is how weird this game was. If you watch this game... You watched some pretty bad basketball for a good stretch of it from both sides. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the Clippers started what with what twelve turnovers in the first half, something like yeah, that. They it had was... eight in the first quarter. 
It was not good. Uh, Terrence Mann, 14-5-3. I thought that he played great defensively. He found himself in the closing This might have been his best game. Yeah. As a Clipper, which for how well he's played is saying something. Um, I feel like we're saying that phrase more and more often. Which I mean, I think is one of the brightest takeaways from this sort of stretches. Uh, I mean, Terrence Mann has had his ups and downs, but he's looked solid. For sure. Um, Uh, Luke Kennard. We got into the Luke Kennard progress report, which is usually a Monday thing. But this was his best game as a Clipper. Oh yeah, fourteen four and four. Uh, he was just he was looking to be aggressive. He had what I thought was the assist of the game. To oh, the no look. On yeah. A, yeah, on a no look. The confidence was oozing out of Luke Kennard. He was also Terrence Mann hit a corner three, and Kennard. There's a uh, Justin still got a great clip of it. Kennard is at the top of the key, and he's like, yes, like he's so happy that Terrence made it. I love this. I love that it happened before the break. You know, I love that he gets this to build on. Like, it was and, great. And, you know, as goofy as this game was and, uh, you know, the loss, loss doesn't hurt that much just given how <sighs> goofy the game but was. Yeah, it, sure. But it is frustrating. Uh, that, like, the it's kind of tantalizing thinking about the future of sort of this Luke and man kind of a backcourt um, of the future. <laughs> yeah. I, like, it's fun. It's weird. And, it, so it was fun. Like, I really liked... Bev, Man, and Luke was really cool. Yeah. It was, I thought it maybe deserved a little more time. Um, but no, great game from Luke Kennard. Lou was also great in this one. He had 16, 2, and 3. Um, was really solid. Was able to just, you know, do Lou Will thing, cut through the defense really well. Um, also had a big three. Batum, uh, not quite in the double-digit club. He had 9, yeah. 4, and 5. It was a rough game from Batum. This was an up-and-down performance. We're going to talk about that a little bit more um, late. But... We did shoot pretty solid from three in the fourth quarter, despite maybe what the eye test looked like at times. We were five of ten. The two missed misses. About, I was going to say, missed the, those pretty late. The two misses were both in the left corner. Uh, well, t- not two of the misses were yeah. both in the left corner. One from Kawhi, one from Batum. These were good shots. These were good late game shots from a so shot they look selection good. perspective. Yeah, for sure. It just it, it didn't go down. And I think, look. I would have liked to see the team be a little bit more aggressive. I would have liked to see Kawhi play north-south a little bit more. But I think with the fouls, he didn't have a whole lot of options. Kawhi for sure. But I think when the team is clearly just taking threes at the end of the game, which is fine because like these looked good. The shot selection was good. There's no one down low to get the board. So my thing is just switch. We'll talk about them what we didn't like a little bit. But my thing is... We need someone down there. So this is the other thing that I did like. Ty Lue did make the adjustment in the fourth yeah. to put Zoo in for Surge, which I have I think is the right call, uh, to be honest. I think I it mean, was I do too now, yeah. I, I, I think it was maybe a little late in this game um for that sub to be made. Um it maybe should have happened a little with a little bit more time left on the clock in the Given fourth. Zoo, Zoo did look tired. He did look tired. He did look tired, but there was just, yeah. I mean, there was just no resistance on the boards. Um, and this one, once again, I mean, Zoo was even in in the final in in the final seconds of this game, and in a crucial, you know, last second rebound, you know, box out opportunity, did it. was unable to come up with it. So that goes into great into what we didn't like, which is the last five minutes was really hard. Yes, eleven all run by the Wiz. Um, it, Mighty Zardos, you know? We've just already watched this so many, like, just what feels like so many times. It's, I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's frustrating. And, like, look, sometimes, like we said, the shots don't look good from deep. They were like, contested, but these were open shots tonight. It's yeah. just frustrating 
to watch them not fall and and not feel like there was even a plan. You know what I mean? Like the plan A is outside shot and the plan B is passed for another outside shot, which when it's falling is great. But like, I think it's just these last two games before this one is why it's hurting so much. But it's just like, damn, there's not even, no one's even trying to get into the paint. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's fair. I, I, I do, I do see validity to that. I, I like once again. But the fouls for Klein, no Paul George. Um, yeah. I mean, which I'm so goddamn tired of these late game. Well, that's scratches. that's the other thing too, right? <laughs> like on the, on this three game skid, only one of the game has been played with both with you know yeah. with the full starting lineup, um, and that one was a tough loss. And it was. I do hope that we learned. Maybe something about what our closing lineup should look like from that one. Yeah. And I, I think that that could have carried over into these two games. But, you know, at the end of the day, we were down people. It sucks. It really hurts. Um, but, you know, there's nothing nothing we can do except wait wait for the end of the All-Star break. A whole week to sit on this one. Before we really start freaking out. And, yeah. you what know. What else did we. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no go for All it. All right. What else did we not like? Okay. So, I. I I thought we once again like failed to get stops. Uh, they yeah. were they lived in the restricted area, like they lived at the line. They had thirty points on forty two free throw attempts. Yep. Uh, nearly twenty percent of their attempts were right next to the basket. They took three times the amount of field goal attempts as we did in Damn. the restricted area. We need to keep teams like this away from the rim. This is a team that does one thing. Yeah, it goes to the rim. <laughs> uh, and a lot of those, a, a lot of those attempts in the restricted area came off of second chance opportunities. They outscored us seventeen to six in those second chance opportunities. Like I said, the rebounding is an issue. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, you know, you brought it up in the earlier, but like I don't know why we're not getting into the paint. I think that sometimes guys are looking to defer maybe a little too much. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, the. End of the second half was a was rough. Bad. Wizards went on another run, cut the lead from 16 to 7. Part of this was because of Kawhi's fouls. He had to sit. 19 turnovers. That's the biggest thing, I think, from this game. <laughs> Sloppy. That's the biggest thing from this game. And like, that's the kind of game this was. This was a this was a gross game of basketball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they scored 27 points off of those 19 turnovers. It's a lot. 23% of their entire offense came off of Clippers turnovers. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, like that. I mean, you know, that's that's rough. That's super rough. Yeah. Um, Serge had zero points. Yes. Kind of baffling. Uh, only had two shots, which is weird. But I mean, zero points. It's like he passed up a mid-range shot late, which was very confusing when the Clippers needed kind of some fast offense. I did not see the fit with him in that closing lineup. I, I thought it was kind of, I mean, Whatever. I <laughs> that's how that's what this game was. It's, the Clippers had a chance late. This game was extended longer than it should have been because of there's also there was a horrible no flagrant call on Zoo. Yeah, this I I mean it was all face contact. Yeah, no, no ball. ball, no call. Clips lose by two, and then the Clippers also lost. Bradley Beal missed a free throw. We didn't get the board. And just this, ugh, I'm tired of this of this first half of the season. This ended on a rough note. Yeah, three game skid. Let's hope everyone gets rested up. Definitely don't want Kawhi to play in the All Star game. I mean, it's yeah, it's 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 a tough way to have to end to end the first half of the season, and it's a tough way we're gonna have to end the end of the season on a on another road, road trip. trip wise. Yeah, for um, sure. It's you know it's difficult. It's tough it's go. difficult. Coming up, we're gonna be completely switching the vibe to our favorite wins of the year. Hey, so far we should say. But first, gotta give a shout out to Bet Online. 
the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website to use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON for that bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back, and now we're picking things up a little bit. Yeah! We're talking our favorite wins of the first half of the season. There's some fun ones. There are. A A lot of... A few what? A few. What does that mean? Oh, man. What? Do you have a take? I have not been impressed with the amount of statement wins the Clippers have had over contenders. Okay, that's fair. Did beat the Jazz. Did beat the Jazz. Had a good time there. Yeah, we're one and two against the Jazz, correct? That's fair. We only had a full lineup once. Anyway, we're getting negative again. <laughs> uh, we asked people on Twitter about this too. Overwhelming votes were for the Miami bench mob win. Oh, yeah. Which I think is probably mine. Yeah, yeah. That that game on the 27th was great. I mean, we once again almost lost in the fourth in that one. Got outscored 36 to 21. Yes. But held on with no Paul George, Kawhi, or Bev. Man got the start in that one. The start of man's reign. 12-3-2. Batum was the leading scorer in that game with 18. And Mook, Lou, and Reggie all contributed. They were all around like 16, 17 points. Yeah. Uh, huge. And then it just felt good. It's weird, too, because there was another crazy win against the Heat. Yes. Which is like, that's, Heat fans got to be sick of this. Uh, Lou, Reggie, Man, Mook, and Serge started, and it was great. Mook had 32, 73% shooting. Nothing wrong with that. Amir Coffee went crazy. This is when the threes started falling, uh, which is which was awesome. He might have sparked his current G League situation. He's averaging ten, basically 10 three-pointer attempts in the G League. Second in the second in the league, right? Yeah, in attempts, not in percentage. Yeah. Uh, Lou Will had 18 points and 10 dimes. Kennard had 22 and eight, or excuse me, Zoo had 22 and eight. Kennard had 10, four and four, and was plus 15. Both of these wins are were such a good time. Completely unexpected. Yes. Someone on Twitter mentioned that it like really kind of put to bed any possible inkling of like if the bench was quote-unquote good enough totally and i mean jimmy butler had a triple double in the game in february and here i had 27 (laughs) yeah i I mean i think it's just i i think it's worth taking in that perspective like two weeks ago i mean you know we saw what the depth of this team can do um you know we you know i felt really reassured in the performances of people sort of across the roster especially with you know huge absences so I, I do think that's important to to keep in the back of your mind as we go into this all-star break. For sure. What's uh so you gotta like the jazz. So February, two of these wins came within like a week. Yes. Which is great. Uh February 19th, Clippers beat the Jazz 116-112. This was the game that no one talks about when they really kind of talk about the Clippers closing situations. Yes, it's been frustrating recently. But this is a game that shows that when things are running well. Like, literally, you know, play-wise, it's going good. Um, the Jazz shot 60% in the fourth. Mm-hmm. And our small ball lineup was still able to hang and hit the shots needed. He and P, uh, Marcus Morris and PG had six of our ten made field goals in the last quarter, which was great to see. Like, this was, this felt like was one of the times when it was really, like, this was like a, oh, this is what the Clippers team could be. Snapshot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this this the small ball lineup was great to close it out. It was this is to me like the biggest statement win for sure. Uh, so this is yeah. the one that does like I you know 
literally the best team in the league right yeah now. it does make me <laughs> re- does give me pause when i you know think about not having as many statement wins as i would want but i mean you know a lot of those opportunities have been a, a, against east coast teams yeah um for sure which is rough you know definitely honorable mentions first game win against the lakers a lot of people on twitter said that definitely sure definitely yeah I well, that one for me was so unexpected from where I thought the team would be at. Oh, true. I I was I mean I was watching that like I was watching that game just completely. I mean befuddled. I I really thought that <laughs> it was going to take a lot longer to put everything Same. together. Um, you know, Batum didn't have a strong start uh, to the season. Those first like two three games. Uh, so I you know I thought that this could have been an easy one to drop, uh, and they comfortably put it away. Yeah, for sure. They're also someone said that their favorite. They were really happy that we stopped the Wizards' win streak, which I blame. Maybe today didn't go so well because this person was so happy about that. They bit us back. That was easily the pettiest choice of all of the choices. That's even no no mention of the Nuggets win. There was a couple mentions of the Nuggets win. I feel like that's that's a pretty good one. It's so the the only thing like my only reservation about some of some of those wins is just kind of early in the season. Nuggets. I are still figuring it out. I don't know. I, yeah. They seem to not be the same team that they were last year. Something weird's going on. Yeah. No, there's still some good wins. Like how many it's tough cuz we've had and I know I feel like you could probably go back to any episode last season about what I'm about to say is I think one of the reasons we haven't seen as many quality wins is cuz we've had so much lineup in and outs, right? Like it hasn't been the most calm of seasons. For the Clippers lineup, calmer than in the past when we've had to just run out an absurd combination of lineups. But still, you know, we haven't seen, you know, it, it, there's just no continuity is another thing. I, I, I'm just trying so hard not to say that word because of last season. But I think that's a thing with those wins, too, or the lack of wins, I should say. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, and every time we think it's getting closer, someone gets dizzy or yeah, yeah, something else happens. Um, which is tough. And this year, more so than any year, though, every team is dealing with that. So yeah. it is going to be a huge factor. And I mean, both seeding, like how teams are able to sort of weather that uncertainty. It's tight right now in the two, three, four, separated by a game. We're fourth seed. Yeah, That's and then I mean, point. like you know, Kawhi has the quote. Obviously, when it comes to the playoffs, the healthiest team is you know, yeah, the team that's probably going to win. That's true. Let's hope we're getting all out now. Yes, break can't come at a better time. Yeah, Morris gets to fully heal up. Hope Patrick Patterson is doing good. Yeah, um, yeah, especially after the Batum kind of concussion protocol thing, yeah. which came about in such a weird way—headache to migraine to concussion—very quickly. Um, <laughs> it was that was, that was it, it's it's definitely good that he you know has the week yeah tyloo's gonna relax too he was talking about it he said of course we're gonna watch some film but they're gonna try and relax so that's good uh coming up are we talking some an interesting name to pop up in clippers trade discussions oh yeah but f- <laughs> but first we got a very special sponsor this episode is sponsored by blue chew that's right Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to your bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. 
process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills, no problems here. You can just chew on these bad boys. BlueChew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable, which makes it very easy. They are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We've got a special deal for our Locked On Clippers listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Just pay 5 bucks shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring this podcast. Hard pivot to shavings. Hey, none of those jokes here. Chetty <laughs> uh, Osman is a name brought up. Well, okay, can we get into this report? Because this report to me... It's very odd. It just came, so this name came out of nowhere. I don't think we've seen anyone mention Chetty. I'm, this isn't a disrespect thing to Chetty Osmond. No, like, no. This I mean, is kind of out of left field. <laughs> solid young player. Solid young yeah. player. Team-friendly deal, which you brought up, which yeah. we'll talk more about later. But it, <laughs> the report comes from Sam Amico. He reports for 48minutes.com. He wrote that Osmond and JaVale McGee have both garnered interest from other teams, with Osmond possibly headed for a reunion with his former head coach, Ty Lue. Yeah, seems weird. Um, I don't know. It's The quote is, McGee and Osmond have both been drawing interest from the Brooklyn Nets with the Los Angeles Clippers. So Nets are also maybe interested. Isn't that, though... One opposing league executive suggested last week that the Bucks may have an interest in JaVale McGee, because I talked about JaVale McGee a bit, too. That, that makes sense, actually. That makes a lot of sense. Um... I just don't... They mentioned that Lou coached Osmond in his rookie year. But, yeah, I don't I don't see this. So I love that the Clippers are like are brought up in all these. I don't know if this is the agents. Absolutely. Or, agent, or, right. or if it's just like a media thing of like, you know, a team seems broken from, yeah. <laughs> from well, a public perception true. standpoint. Yeah, uh, it feels like that, yeah. I mean, from a public perception no, standpoint. Sure. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, you're going to point to the Nets because they have no defense. I don't know how Chetty Osmond helps that. <laughs> uh, and the Clippers, who need a point guard, also don't know how Chetty Osmond <laughs> helps that. I don't think the Clippers need a point guard, but it's out there. But I've, it's out I've, there. I've heard some whisperings. And if you were to entertain adding Chetty Osmond, contract is $8 million this year, $8 million the next year, $7 million after that, and then $6.7 the next year that's not guaranteed. So this is a really team-friendly contract. Yeah, that's... Which is pretty crazy. I'm not saying that in a way that the Clippers should do it, but if someone wanted to trade for Chetty Osmond, I don't think it'd be a That's half trade. a canard. That's oh, a Luke Ken. Okay. He might be worth it now. <laughs> um, Luke Ken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is the $8 million contract the Luke Ken? Yeah. All right, that's a good call. So, but if you want to do this trade, if you're the Clippers, Lou and Fee works, but that doesn't make any sense from the Cavs unless they just want to clear Lou's $8 million after he retires. Or they, I wonder if you get something back if the player retires. Yeah, I don't know. If you trade for a guy and he just retires, I don't see it happening. But I just don't see the trade. The trade like just doesn't work. Um, I think he's interesting. I think he's an interesting young player. Uh, I think you know it. It does make sense, especially with some of the young talent that we currently have, to you know think about the longevity of this team and 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 the future beyond the, just this season. You know, we did kind of cash all in for for kind of what's essentially a two year window. Um, yeah. So if you look at it purely from the perspective of, you know, this being the last quarter of that two-year window, 
I don't really see this move making a lot of sense. No. Yeah. Unless Kawhi's like, bring me Jetty Osprey. <laughs> <laughs> bring like, me Jetty. It's like, okay, whatever. Um, let's get into this Love Mary Quarantine. We do it every Friday. It's a fun time picking things that we love, things we marry, things just maybe stay away from us. Uh, yes. This one is activities for Clippers players who aren't in the All-Star game. All right. First up is Terrence Mann. Goes on a long journey to find the finest cloth for his next shawl. For those of you not keeping up with such things, Terrence Mann's shawl game has been very much on point these past couple games. Very much seems like Serge is influencing it. But he wants to impress Serge, so he goes to find the nicest of threads to make a one-of-one pregame shawl. Okay. All right. Got a week, you know? Yeah. Doesn't seem that crazy. Seems like he could do it safely and, you know, isolated, pandemic style. Just him and the... Find and thread. I don't know how you find thread. Um, Is this on a loom that he's doing this, or no? He's going on a journey. He has to, He's making it from like seed to you know. Okay. It's a. It's yeah. It is a journey. You know. It's a. It's a soul searching thing. He's been playing so well. He wants to take advantage of it. All right. Avitsa Zubats. Zubats. Wig shopping. I love it. We've discussed this a lot, and aren't <laughs> going to stop until it changes somehow. The man needs longer hair to get calls. If he had a nice shaggy cut, I think he gets the flagrant one. Oh, no problem. No problem. Nice mullet wig. Just yeah. whipping the back of it, whipping yeah. as his head is Sports, clearly hit. Yeah. Sports goggles for no reason. <laughs> uh, and then we have Luke Kennard. Rocky style training montage the whole week after his great game versus the Wizards. Running in snow, lifting that big wooden cart, whatever Rocky does when he's in Russia. Punching a bunch of meat. Punching a bunch of meat. I think he's just getting hyped up. All right. Which one do you love in Marion Quarantine? I am. I'm going to marry Vitsa Zubat's wig shopping. We all, uh, everyone wants that. It just needs to happen. Yeah. It just needs to happen. For sure. Um, Can't argue with that. <laughs> I was watching Shit's Creek. Uh, okay. The other day, sorry, I just bring this up because uh, Catherine O'Hara's character is wearing a wig, and then on top of the wig, a second wig as a hat. So that's a Zubats, <laughs> and that's like that's the direction Zoo needs to trend in. So you're marrying the wig. Uh, yeah, gotta marry okay. the wig. And you're quarantining. Or wait, sorry, which one are you marrying? I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry Luke Kennard. I, I think that yeah. look, confidence is a big thing for Kennard. For sure, I think that he needs to continue to build on that. He, I mean, he has the skill set. You know, the, the frustrating thing is like the splits have been there all season. Yeah. It's just, you know, he needs to believe in himself. For sure. And that's he needs he... to build a bronze statue of himself <laughs> yeah. in his apartment or home or I don't know what his living situation. He's probably got an apartment. Uh, so you're quarantining Terrence. I'm, a I'm quarantining Terrence Mann's shawl journey. Okay. Um, I, that's you your know, choice. I think he should be just maybe staying at home, maybe watching film, relaxing. You want him to watch film on his break? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm gonna love I'm loving the Luke Kennard Rocky style training montage. Yeah, it's a good time. Seems very real. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna co-marry the wig shopping in the loom or not the loom. The you the said column. no loom. You said it was a journey. You said specifically well, not a loom. The loom is involved, but he's not just going to the loom. You know what I mean? It's a whole thing. But I think Zoo getting the wig. I think Zoo getting the wig benefits the team more as a whole. Yeah, he gets more oh, minutes. Yeah. He's gonna get yeah. more calls. Um, it's always a good time. Anything else in Chavis? Nah, let's get out of here. All Star breaks here, guys. It's here. We'll still be coming at you next week. Oh yeah, Monday through Friday. Carl Tart's gonna be on the show. Yes, absolutely. It's gonna be a fun time. Probably have the clip set guys on. Could be. Who knows? Uh, Monday's episode: the freshies with some second half expectations we want for the new players. No doubt, some rotation talking and whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. 
Where can these people tell their friends to listen to us, Will? You can tell your friends to listen to us on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Clippers. It's a fun time. If you haven't already, please subscribe. It really helps us out. If you're listening on iTunes or the podcast app, leave a review. We'd love to know what you think. Yeah, thanks for thanks for rocking with us. Hey. A uh, little bit of a rough end to the first half of the season, but hey, here's looking forward. As Chuck mentioned up top, we come at you five days a week, yep. Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. 7 a.m. It's a fun time, Con Hang. I have been positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you. <laughs>